For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at k.com slash truefans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's about to go. The Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast Where we talk history of the game numbers and stats And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should Because I'm this, 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 the, the real deal And you know I gotta shout out the Buffalo Bills Turn it up to the max, sit back and relax This the Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast Let go! Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into another episode of the Buffalo Nerd. It's your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top uh, brought to you by minute media and fansided so i'm pretty stoked this week because i've chatted with this guy a ton offline uh we've done some shows together in the past but we've never had the opportunity to just sit down with him one-on-one and hang out i've had his uh, partner from the hump day hotline on the show earlier in this process but tonight i am joined by jay spence the king of buffalo rumblings he does a multitude of things i'm pretty sure you already all know that but jay spence what's up my man welcome in What's going on, man? Thanks for having me, man. Like You're right. We've been talking about doing something for a while, and now I'm happy we finally got a chance to sit down and get this going. Yeah, so one of the reasons that I really wanted to have Jay Spence on as well, too, is because he likes to do a lot of things offline, and he's doing a lot of things, doing a lot of good in the background, and that, you know, obviously that's what this show is kind of all about. We like to highlight a charity every week, so I wanted to chat down, you know, kind of a guy that's doing it in the back scene. He's flying back to Buffalo all the time, like helping out, doing his thing, so I appreciate that about you, and I also appreciate the fact that you don't always sugarcoat things. So uh, the Bills Mafia likes to, needs to hear sometimes that things aren't all that great and everything. So I'm pretty stoked to ha- sit down and chat with you tonight. But before we get into all the football stuff, uh, we do like to start out with a charity, you know, to start things off. So why don't you go ahead and uh, let me know who you chose and kind of why you chose. Them. Okay. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, well, first, thanks for saying all of that stuff, man. I, I, I try to do a lot of things to help out because I, even though I left Buffalo and I don't live there anymore, I still love it very much. Like there's so much about the city that you know, it's ingrained into who I am. So I try to always support it and do right by it. So uh, this past weekend, actually, I, I was in Buffalo and, and I went out there to uh, team up with Resurgence uh, Brewing Company. And we did some fundraisers and, and a, a food drive for the Child and Family Services of Buffalo, uh, which pretty much hopefully we were looking to benefit the Haven House of Buffalo, which um, specializes in helping 
I normally say women, but I was corrected today. Uh, they specialize in helping people who are ex- who are escaping domestic violence situations. Um, and so it's a secure location where women and children. See, I just did it again, where uh, those who are escaping those situations with their children can go and stay for some time. And they, they house them. They help feed them and uh, just just really help protect them from those situations until they really can can gain the separation that they need. And uh, we did a good thing. We uh, released a beer. And all the proceeds from that, the Buffalo Rumblings IPA, not all the proceeds, obviously they have to operate, but the, the pro, the, the part, the portion that would go to Buffalo Rumblings is going directly to the Haven House. So if you're in Buffalo, please get out to consumers. Please get out to Wegmans. Uh, I believe it's going to be in stores as of Saturday. So make sure you go and get that as much as you can support. We're trying to give people in the Haven House a great Thanksgiving this year. And then even if not, again, with the food drive, please get down to Resurgence and drop off some food. We're trying to give them a great Thanksgiving. We're trying to and then I think we're going to extend it into December, as far as the toy drive and everything as well for uh, all the kids for Christmas. Yeah, it's super cool. And it's a it's a nationwide organization, right? It's not just something that's necessarily in the Buffalo area. They are around in other different areas, too. So if you are a Bills fan and you're in a different location, you, you might look in your backyard and they might actually have a Havens house there, too. And Domestic uh, Violence Awareness Month was actually just here in October. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of missing the tail end of it or whatever. But very cool organization. And and, and like you uh, were corrected, I, I've been corrected on a few different occasions when talking about charities that, yeah, it's it's just everybody in general uh, can be affected by domestic violence. Right. And that's what they're all about. If you need help, go check them out. Uh, So like we do every week, you absolutely, everything will be in the show notes for you guys to link over there. If you need to send it to somebody that might need to hear it or see it, uh, if you want to just donate, you know, any of that kind of stuff, it'll all be right there. So very cool. So let me, I know, I know it, but let my audience know, how did you feel coming out of this Jacksonville loss? Well, so initially, like right after the game, I was just I was disappointed and embarrassed. But then when I went back to watch the game and I went back and kind of try to figure out what happened, it was more so I don't know if I want to say I'm embarrassed, but the disappointment is really where it ended. Like it, it really it took over all the emotions. And it was just like the thing is, we know we're better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars know we're better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the the thing that you could see clearly when you were watching the game is that um, the energy wasn't there. The effort wasn't there. The passion didn't quite seem to be the you know, we didn't see the team that we're used to seeing coming out um, last season. And then now from what we've seen so far for this season. And it reminded me a little bit. I know a lot of people were comparing this to the the Arizona Cardinals game last season. I look at it a little bit more like the game that we played against the Titans. So the, like the, the COVID game last season where you could tell everybody didn't quite want to be there. And Josh was like, well, I'm going to do it myself. And he's throwing interceptions and he's like, just trying to do everything that he can do in his power. And it looked like Josh was trying his hardest to, to will us to, to something and everybody else just kind of wasn't on the same page. So, you know, my takeaway from that is it's like, okay, how do we respond? How do we react to that? And that I think that is um, the big question going into this weekend. And I know we're not there yet, so I'm not going to go there. But but man, it's it's rough. It was rough watching that game back. 
Yeah, for me, too, when I went back and watched it and you really you look at it, I mean, we still could have won mm-hmm. on a multitude of different opportunities. We could have won that game still. We could have been in overtime of the, the Gabe Davis catch. Uh, the fourth and one play where Allen held on to it, that was clearly Singletary's ball, and he might have ran for 10, 12 yards. Uh, so there was just a ton of little things. But after the fact, I was really, like you said, just disappointed. And then I was super bitter when I saw <laughs> the Jaguars come out with their video from the locker room, like they just won the Super Bowl and that they were like, the Bills didn't even care. And I was like, that sucks. Like that part of it sucks. Like that they came out and they felt that the team across from them didn't care to be there, didn't care about it whatsoever. And to me, I was kind of, I was taken back by that. Now, did I think it was the end of the world? No. It was a wake up call, yeah. hopefully, right? But uh, yeah, it was. It just felt bad in that regard. After the, I, I was kind of okay with it. I was starting to convince myself, like it's okay, man. Don't worry about it. You know, like it's okay. It's only three. We still got a long way to go. And then they're dancing and stuff, and I'm like, oh no, like terrible. Well, here's the thing, and it, like what you just said there, I kind of want to give Bills fans some, you know, like hey, it's it's okay. Like let's just let's woo side because the thing is, like you said, when you, what you just said, the Jacksonville Jaguars posted this video and it was like their Super Bowl. For us, we literally didn't care going into the game, and I'm not saying that it's okay. Like because if you don't care too many times, you don't make the playoffs, so you have to care. Right. right. But in this one particular situation, it's like okay, they got us. They they you know we they punched us in the face and we weren't ready for it. It was one of those um you know it was one of those sneak punches where you kind of get caught and you're reeling, and until you you know you just couldn't catch your win, you couldn't quite you know quite catch your balance after that, and and we lost the game. But to your point. There were several opportunities to win that game. So even at the the disappointing and embarrassing and like all those emotions that everybody has, we still could have won the game. And it was their Super Bowl. So what I'm saying is like, look, I don't I don't see this happening again. I think going forward, um, the team is about business. I think that's very clear with like Coach McDermott's presser this week. I don't I don't expect to see any foolery going forward, especially not this Sunday. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a ridiculous it's gonna be a slaughter this Sunday. Yeah. So I actually, right after the game, I tweeted out the video that they posted and I was like, Hey, we, we need to understand that a lot of these teams that are on our schedule, the rest of the way, this is their Super Bowl because if they can beat us, that's all they got left. They're not making the playoffs already. There's some teams on our schedule that know they're not going to be in the postseason mm-hmm. and beating the Buffalo Bills and ruining their season. That's it. That sounds like a good idea. And we've, and we've that. been that team. We've been that team. So, you know, we had the the drought of 17 years and all the quarterbacks that didn't quite turn out to be Josh Allen. And and there have been times where teams have come into Orchard Park or we've gone to their stadium and they had, you know, playoff aspirations or they had, um, you know, they wanted to lock up the conference or something like that. And we played spoiler. And that was something that Bills fans had to brag on because we didn't have the playoffs. We didn't have the guy at quarterback. Right. So, no. So, I mean, it's OK. Let let the Jags have that. They they got their they got their Super Bowl for the year. Now they're just going to continue to be a depressing team. It's OK. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it, it was uh, it's one of those things that you kind of mentioned it already. It's just you don't think it's going to happen again. Right. Like and I don't anticipate it's going to happen again. You've already seen the reports from the beat reporters that there's no dancing at practice. There's none of this crap this week. It's like and you kind of have to do that. And I think Greg Sala, if you listen to his press conference, when they asked him, they were kind of like, what are you anticipating from the Bills this week? And he was like, um, they're going to probably be angry. Yeah. Uh, they just they just got handed by a team that shouldn't have handed it to him. Right. And now we're going to try to do that same thing, you know? And so let me, 
how do you how do you feel going into this game? I still am like this defense is playing outstanding. So I don't think this offense is going to be able to do anything out of the realm of possibility to like really like blow us out of the water. So I feel like we have a chance period dot end of story, whether the offense shows up or not, but kind of where are you at? So I'm not concerned about the game plan. It's more so going in. I have questions on um, if the coaching staff is going to make certain adjustments. So, so typically um, the reason why, and and if anybody tuned into the hunt day hotline this week with Bruce Nolan and myself, cause Joe's on vacation, lucky him. But um, if you tuned in, one of the things that we talked about was that the Buffalo bills typically are who they are and they, the defense plays the way they play. Um, they prevent the long, you know, the long balls and all that stuff in the big place. But the New York jets, actually prefer that like they want to dink and dunk um you know mike white actually had 400 plus yards passing by throwing every single pass was i believe less than like 12 yards i don't think he threw a pass longer than 12 yards and had over 400 yards or you know in the air so what will happen is if the buffalo bills still choose to play off and and you know, then that would give the Jets an actual chance to win. So first, my my first thing is I want to see how the how the coaching staff really goes into this with the game plan. Secondly, my concern going forward, just like everybody else's, I'm guessing at this point, is A, is Spencer Brown healthy? And then B, what is this offensive line going to look like? Because it doesn't matter. We can put put the blame everywhere. And I know Coach McDermott seemed really upset in his presser and, um, you know, Brian Dayball has some things to say as well, but I can't, I I really can't for the first time. And I know, you know, I I'm hard on the running backs. I'm hard on special teams. I'm hard on so many different phases of the game, but I can't be mad at anybody from this past Sunday until we can actually like when, if, if I snap the ball and I turn around and give it to Devin, by the time Devin touches the ball, there shouldn't be two guys touching him. So if, if that's the case, I'm really concerned about this offensive line. But again, I'm with you. I think we're going to win. I don't think it's going to be a close game. You know, I think I think we're going to be angry and I think it's going to be a, a massacre. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of it was I think it was point two, two yards before contact for last week. Point two, two. That means you're basically getting hit before you even touch the ball. I mean, like and, that, and it's, that's pretty bad. It's insane, man. And then when you look at the, the full stats from that, from the running attack, there were nine carries for 22 yards. So you're looking at uh, 2.4 yards per carry. You add Josh's stats on there and it jumps up a bit and makes it look a little more respectful. Uh, but I mean, it was five yards a carry when you add Josh's. But the running backs, man, that that's just that's terrible. And and typically you can't have um, good running backs with bad offensive line play. You have to have good offensive line play with a good back or great offensive line play with a decent back in order for it to work. And right now we don't have either. No diss to, to Zach, no diss to to um to Moss and I, I love Zach and I love yeah. Motor. But but listen, the thing mm-hmm. is they're not top tier running backs. They're they just aren't. No. And so far uh, the report as of today is that Spencer had a full practice today. Um, so to me, I've been chiming for the past couple of weeks that that Kansas city lineup that we put out there with Botker and we had, you know, we had Spencer Brown in there. Mm-hmm. I felt like they played with energy and push and like they, they wanted it. You, you could almost see it coming off the screen. So Spencer is, he, he got a full practice in today. So I think we might see that lineup again this week. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's got to start with them. And it, and this defensive front from the Jets is going to twist and turn. And that's what's been eating us up right now. The communication has not been good. So it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. But at this point, I yeah, like you, I can't blame anybody. You can't blame Josh except for 
there's points where he's got to learn to scale back that I'm going to do it all by myself because there are other guys on the field and there are other guys are open. And I don't think I realized how much of the key to the offense Dawson Knox was until you see him not out there and you go watch it and the, the tight end isn't even running the same kind of route. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to potentially getting him back and Spencer Brown. And realistically, uh, we lost Teron and I don't, are you, where do you stand on the Moss and Brita? Like I'm, I'm kind of, it's not that I don't like Moss or I would almost at this point, I feel like I would actually say, give me Moss and I want to see what Brita can do because I feel like his speed might actually help out this offensive line. Where are you at kind of on the, the backs? I mean, we, we've kind of can all can agree. None of them are the top guy. None of them deserve to be the guy. Yeah. Type of scenario. Well, if I'm honest, I, I I will keep the guys that we have, and I wouldn't. To me, Brita, I, I, no disrespect to Brita, um, but we've seen him in the NFL for some time. We know who he is, and he's just not a lead back. He's not somebody who I think is going to change this offense. If I were the offensive coordinator, and I'm not, I'm a podcaster, but if I was the offensive coordinator, I'm putting Isaiah McKenzie back into the offense, and and I'm not just doing jet sweeps, but. You know, there's times and and we see it with all these other teams. You see it with Kansas City at times they would line Tariq Hill up in the backfield with one of their running backs and they would, um, you know, just run plays that even if they don't actually hand him the ball, it, it makes the defense have to game plan for him differently. It makes them have to account for him and account for Stefan Diggs and account for. So to me. He was the biggest weapon that was underrated last year. He, he had like the best efficiency out of any player on the offense. We ignore that. We ignore that. I know a lot of people didn't want Andre Roberts to not, you know, because it's like, hey, well, he's just a specialist and he's not part of the offense. That's a roster position that we could use elsewhere. We're doing the same thing this year with Isaiah McKenzie. Put him back in the offense. The guy is a stud on the offense. No, he's not Stefan Diggs. That's not what I'm saying. But in the role that we used him in, there was nobody better in that role in the NFL last year than Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, no, I like that too. And and I'm hoping Knox coming back will bring some of that back because early in the season, Beasley was lining up there back there at running back. We were doing some two back looks like that where it's tough. It's, it's tough to stretch. It's speed those guys out. So bringing somebody back, like I feel like Dable almost in the, in these past couple of weeks, because we felt like we were going to win that they almost went to this like semi vanilla mm-hmm. offense where they weren't really trying to do very much. Right. Because they didn't want teams to get film on them thinking that they were going to be able to just handle teams, you yeah. know, with just this kind of basic, we'll just outdo yeah. you. Right. And then, then you got outdone, you know? So uh, I I'm, I'm hoping to see a more aggressive game plan this week. And I think, we did. We were under like last week and against Miami. We're underutilizing the speed pieces that we do have, and even Diggs last week. I didn't like the. I, I felt like going into this game, they felt like Beasley was the go-to guy, and I'm like, he's injured for one. So why would he be our go-to guy right now in this scenario against the Jacksonville Jaguars when you have Stephon Diggs? I thought Sanders would have a monster game in that setup. Like it, it felt like that should have went, and we couldn't get there. But either way. We all agree this offense should perform this week. This defense has given up tons of points the past few weeks, right? Carson Wentz just ate him up last week. Jonathan Taylor took him to town uh, the week before that. Mac Jones beat this team a few weeks ago, right? So confident that this offense rebounds? Yeah, absolutely. The only thing that I, from the offense, other than the offensive line that I absolutely want to see, and you kind of mentioned it there where you were talking about Cole, I want to see them force feet Steph a little bit. 
you know, like one of the things that I used to love coming out the, the half or even I think sometimes going into the fourth quarter last season when it felt like the team was kind of struggling or it felt like the offense wasn't moving. We just saw Josh kind of lock into Stefan Diggs. And then you saw like six receptions, just boom, 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 boom. And then the offense picked up again. I want to get back to Josh and Stefan Diggs having that type of chemistry and just saying, you know what, if the rest of the team isn't going to do it, Damn it, we're going to do it. That's what I want to see, too. So I'm looking forward to seeing Stefan Diggs have a huge day. I want to see him have one of those 120 yards on nine receptions and two touchdowns. One touchdown is fine, but I mean, like, I just really want to see him dominate. It doesn't have to be multiple touchdowns, but I would love to see that improve this year, this week. I mean, you saw that kind of start to trickle in towards the fourth quarter of that game when there it was like all of a sudden it was like, oh, Stefan is still oh, in the he's, game. He's on the team. Oh, there he is. Oh, there <laughs> yeah. he is. And there's 10 yards. Oh, there he is. There's 12 yards. It was like, um, are you are you seeing the theme yeah. here? You know, so I, I agree that that that's one. That's why I like I felt like the game plan was just like super weird. It was like, why would you do that? You, you feel like you're just limiting this guy that's like a total stud out there. The other thing that killed me with last week, too, that I want to see them get back to is the pace. Like yeah. The, get the teams that are rushing you and pushing you back immediately back on the line. They can't rush as fast if they're breathing heavy, yeah. right? Like, go. Like, that third down and seven play late in the game, and then we stood there waiting for fourth and two. I'm like, that fourth and two play should have already been in the back pocket. Like, hey, when we get seven yards here, this is what we're doing. Get right back on the line and let's go. I, we haven't had that pace. It's, and I think it falls back to we just thought we were truly better than these teams and we didn't need to give them everything that we truly had. And it failed us. But let's talk about the defense a little bit because they're doing ungodly stuff Man. this season. <laughs> They've been mixing and matching guys. I mean, I thought Saron Neal didn't have a great game last week, but he, he stepped in and he did a nice job. Mm-hmm. But he really showed me last week that Toronto is a stud. And that was a great signing. And I really like what he offers our defense, but they're, they're still, they, we still outpaced this team last week that we lost to in every level, except for turnovers. The defense gave up 260 some yards. I mean, they're lights out. This Jets offense isn't going to hurt this defense, right? Yeah, no, the, the, the defense is, they're legit. Like everything, they're as good as advertised. Um, it does hurt a little bit. I'm not sure. You know, we, so we've had two, um, no practices this week from my guy, Tremaine Edmonds. Um, and there's been a couple other injuries that may have a little bit of concern, but the, the, to, at the end of the day, um, Tremaine is out. Okay, AJ, step in. Let's do this. I don't think AJ is the same caliber as Tremaine, obviously, but step in. It's the Jets, man. Let's do this. Jordan Poyer, all pro this year, first team all pro, or I'm telling you, I'm burning somebody's city down. I don't know which city. It, like I don't know who is over voting <laughs> for all pro, and I don't know who is over all that other stuff, but I'm going to find them. I'm coming to the city. I'm burning downtown. It's, it's just going down. So I need you all to, to understand, if anybody's listening to this show right now who has any authority in that regards, y'all need to know. Look, <laughs> y'all don't want to see Spence. Y'all don't want to see Spence come February or whenever the all pro voting goes out. He he needs that because Jordan Poyer is playing it. You know, there's a couple guys around a league right now where you can really say, no, nah, that guy should be the defensive player of the year. If it wasn't for a couple guys, I'm telling you, there's not anybody playing. There's nobody playing better football than Jordan Poyer right now. Nobody. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm, I've been a big fan of Poirier. Each and every week I've been talking up the defense and I've been a big Edmonds guy so far. So the loss of him, I'm a little concerned about that just mostly because I know that he runs the show and I feel like, uh, you know, that's a big piece to what this defense does is they're just the able, the they the way they can communicate with each other is smooth right now. And you, you'd hate to lose that. But like you mentioned, AJ's been part of this team, right? He's been here a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. He, he's not just the new guy that doesn't really know what's going on. And I've actually like, like a couple of weeks ago was like in that Tennessee game when we were trying to bulk up on the line. I'm like, well, where's AJ Klein? Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't we rushing AJ Klein? Like, that's what he's good yeah. at. So I'd almost rather see him out there a little more to get after this team. I don't want to just sit back and let them do like, we're not going to give up the big play, like not against this team. I want to see us go after this team and, and get in this kid's head. And he, he's, he's throwing three picks, right? I mean, so he's giving up the ball. He's a, he's a young kid. He's he's going to have a hard time against this defense if we make it a hard time. And sometimes it feels like Leslie Frazier just wants to see if the four can do it for like a little too long instead of just going after it. But this week, I don't, I'm not anticipating that you No, Cause I mean, like, so Hey, I agree with you because we obviously want our team to be just like so dominant every single snap. But when you look at it, it's like, you really can't ask Leslie Frazier for more like the defense. It's the best defense in the league. So it's like, yeah, we're, we're we can sit here and say like, yeah, he doesn't throw pressure in there right at, you know, enough or whatever. But then you go and look at the stats and it's like, okay, so nobody's scoring against us. Nobody's passing against us. Nobody's rushing against us. Like, we're just really good. So um, in that sense, from that perspective, I don't expect anything to change, but I'm with you. I would like to see some more exotic blitz uh, packages coming from the team. I would like to see some things where, you know, we're getting to the quarterback better than last year, but it's still not at the rate that I would really like to see us get to the quarterback. Jerry, uh, you know, he's my guy. He, I don't want anything to happen to it. Like, I don't want him to go anywhere, but... I still, I want to see Jerry get to the quarterback. You mentioned some, you know, AJ Klein. Get him in there. Get, um, you know, Groot started the season off really, really strong. I don't know if it's just based on how the games have been going, but I haven't seen the same type of dominating performance. So, I mean, I'm with you. But again, I gotta, I gotta back up for a second and say, wait, okay, maybe I'm tripping. We have the best defense in the league, so I have to, I have to kind of ease up on that. Oh no, I agree. I mean, when you go back and look at the past couple of weeks, they were like not good games to watch. We took a loss to a team we shouldn't have, but they only gave up 20 points <laughs> in two, in those two mm-hmm. weeks. Right. So, I mean, it's not like they're doing terrible things. It's just to me, when you, when you kind of look at it, it, it almost looks vanilla, even though the guys are doing different things, it's like the same guys out there, you know, kind of in the same position. So it just feels to me like, even if you brought AJ in, that's a different look, even if he's going to do the same exact thing as whoever else was in yep. there, at least they then have to go, well, wait a second, when he's in there, that might change what they're going to do to us right now. Even though we've been so good at just being like, no, you same guys just go line up right where you were. They're not going to beat you. It makes it makes right? them Just think about not. it. You know, all you want to do is think right. it because because that one split second for, of thought can change how the play ends up. You know, like if a guy is is determined, like no, I'm gonna jump this play because I know Josh is going here. But then you change the person else. Like wait. Is Josh really going there? And it just makes that hesitation, even if it's for a moment. So now I'm with you 100 percent, man. I, I, I really I, I would love to see just a couple of things being uh, and, and who cares, man? Like, yeah, we're going to the playoffs and I know the coaches don't want to put film down. But look, dude, we got to get there. We haven't won a damn thing yet. And it's like going into the season, everybody felt like, OK, we're the Super Bowl fit. And we're still hearing it like the, the we're still at the top of the list as far as like, OK, they're going to be there in February. Yeah, but we haven't won anything yet. So I don't really feel comfortable. 
I've been being cocky on purpose this year as a fan, but in reality, I don't feel comfortable with the conversations going to say like, hey, we're just we got to keep a vanilla offense out there until we get to or keep a vanilla. No, man, go out there and and just beat people over the head. And if it comes down to it, then okay, then get to work and have some extra plays that you want to put out there uh, for the playoffs. But right now, man, we don't need to be vanilla. We don't need this thing to to backfire in any way, because to your point last two uh, those bad games we gave up 20 points in two games you're averaging 10 points given up you expect your offense to score more than six points you expect this offense with josh allen to put up 21 points a game so if your offense is or if your defense is only holding teams to 10 points you're expecting to win every game we got it we got to stop being vanilla it's time to really just like you know what okay we got punched in the mouth no more now we're punching like we're not we're not playing defense no more in that sense. Like now we're punching, we're coming out like swinging every single time. Yeah, I mean to me, I I kind of felt like the 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 three games out of the bye, we would have got to see a lot of Mitch Trubisky. I mean that, that I I felt like we would be close just closing out monster games the way the offense was rolling, and it just really felt we came out of the bye and they were like, well, we don't want to beat people up, and I was like, well, you better start beating people up because the AFC's got what nine teams over five hundred right mm-hmm. now. I mean like. That's absurd. Like you, you're going to have to compete against very tough teams. Like, uh, let me get your opinion a little bit on special teams because I've been loving Bass every week, all week. I bring up how awesome he is, and he's the greatest thing that's happened to us. Uh, the punter, I, I, I kind of just hope that we don't really have to use him very yeah. much because he's slow, but he doesn't do a terrible job. Uh, but this last week, I thought was our best showing of the return game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just consistently, and it got wasted, uh, unfortunately. But there was two phases of this football team that played really well against Jacksonville, minus the offense. And how, how you feeling about the special teams? I, I feel like we're we we kind of on the verge of like a big play and a return or something like that. But Bass is dynamite. Punters. Eh. Well, as far as Bass, I feel like Bass. Um, and I know I just kind of went on that whole rant about Jordan Poyer for All Pro. I think this year, um, it, it's kind of flying under the radar in that sense because everybody's talking about Josh and everybody's talking about the defense. But Bass is having an all pro type season. And last night for everybody who didn't watch the Miami and Baltimore game, hey, Justin Tucker missed a field goal. And and when you're talking about the all pro selections and you're talking about Pro Bowl and all that stuff, one miss, two misses, it goes a long way in these type of races because these guys are pretty much legit. And he didn't miss a kick last month. So I think Bass is is in prime position to to finish out the season strong. He has the distance. He has the like he has a cannon at, for a leg, man. So I'm with you there. Um the punt, yeah, the yeah, hack, man, he uh <laughs> I don't miss Corey Bajorquez, but I miss Corey Bajorquez, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want him back. I, like, if he was a free agent now, I wouldn't say, hey, go get him. But, you know, there's certain things about having a punter that you know can punt the ball longer than 40 yards uh, that kind of just helps you out. And and also, he was supposed to be like the the perfect directional kicker. Like, he was supposed to be able to put the ball in the coffin, kick the corner or whatever. He's not doing it. And I don't know what's happening. I don't know if everything's going good with them or not, but um, I'm disappointed there. I am pleasantly surprised um, this last week with Isaiah McKenzie in the return game. All season, if anybody listens to the Code of Conduct, the Hump Day Hotline, Chop Up, any of those shows I'm on, you know I'm very critical of the return game. Special teams is a whole lot more important than most fans want to you know, want to admit. It's one-third of the game. Just because they're not on the field for one-third of the plays don't mean it's not one third of the game. It's a phase that's very important. And if you look at the, the first two games that we lost, there were 
two big special team plays. The first one had the block punt that we kind of talked about with, yep. with Hack. And then the second one had the holding call in, in Tennessee when um, McKenzie had the return. Yep. So special teams is that important. We wouldn't be having this conversation. If we just lost this game Sunday, but we beat Tennessee, we're still feeling better about who we are as a team because it wasn't three losses, it's two. It felt It feels different if special teams don't perform. Isaiah McKenzie stepped up. He proved me wrong. I've been, I've been asking him to. I'm a huge fan. So I've been asking, like, dude, prove me wrong, man. Like, prove me wrong. And he did it. So shout out to Isaiah McKenzie. Lil Dirty did his thing last Sunday. And I'm looking forward to seeing him do that all season. The, the, thing, the thing for me when it comes to the return game, though, it's not about him getting the ball. Because when he gets the ball in his hands, he's one of the most dangerous guys in the league. I really compare him a lot to Tariq Hill on purpose because guys, whether he's receiving, returning, you give him the ball as a handoff. When he gets the ball, it's like, holy smokes, what's happening? Isaiah McKenzie's the same kind of guy. So when he re- when he gets the return and he starts to run with it, it, it's almost always like you're holding your breath for a big play. The problem is his mental aspect of, of the return game. He doesn't always make the right choice when it's time to like, you know, we had the one turnover. I forget which game it was, but he didn't field the ball on the kickoff. Past 10 yards, that's a turnover. You have to field that every time. Okay, you don't want to run it? Field it. I don't care. Field it. Um, there's times that he doesn't, you know, return the ball on a punt when he should. There's times that he returns it when he shouldn't. So it's just it's just the mental aspect of it. And, and again, I know people weren't huge fans of Andre Roberts because he didn't score touchdowns, but uh, he won the field position battle for the Bills every single week. It was a strength that we knew special teams was not, like we knew, okay, we're going with special teams. It is what it is. Uh, last year defense was the question, you know, so it's like, now we got the defense. You thought we had the offense. And now, so up to this point, we've had, in my opinion, two good games from Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. I mean, the, what we saw from him last week was kind of what we got almost every week from Andre Mm -hmm. Roberts last year, you know, and I think McKenzie's biggest issue to me has been that he doesn't just pick the spot and go. Just pick Just pick your one spot and go because you're fast enough that you would at least get 15, 20 yards if you just went. And that's that my way. thing. He right? has the ability. And I, I don't need a breakaway every time, man. I, I just give if you can give me 10, 15 plus what we, we, we just where you caught it from. Just do that every time. And if that's one step and go, then one step and go, yeah. my man. That's what we're looking for. So, yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. And you, and you kind of saw that last week. He kind of picked the line he just, and he just, just went. Shot for it. Yep. And, and it, w- it went so much better, you know. So, very, you know, and it's going to come up huge. It always does, right? Like you mentioned, the two losses already have been on big plays. Like there's going to be another point in this season where there there's going to be an opportunity for him to make the play that makes the difference. And hopefully we're going to do that because we have struggled with penalties on special teams mm-hmm. still, um, you know, so hopefully we can clean that up. I mean, we had 12 penalties like, last week, yeah, so everybody like, we're struggling struggled. everywhere with penalties. Yeah, everybody <laughs> struggled with penalties. So it's not fair to blame them. And they actually had a good yeah. day. Um, but let me, let me, before we get out of here and everything, I'm kind of curious, how, how are you feeling about this AFC situation right now? Like I, when I started the season, I said there was probably six teams that could win the AFC championship. Like it, it felt that way coming into it. Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City. I thought Cleveland, Tennessee realistically all had shots. Like if you just lined them up on Sunday in the playoffs, they could be the team. Right. How are you feeling after now we got Denver's up there? The Raiders are up there. You know, the Chargers are in the mix. Like, where are you at with the AFC? Uh, To be honest with you, so uh, the Chargers are the team that I'm afraid of the most. And by afraid, I don't think that they're better than us. But um, look, when you got a quarterback 
who has confidence and you have talented receivers and a running game um, and a coach like they, they have a good team out there. And and it just takes one game. And we just saw this past Sunday against the Jaguars that if, uh, you know, if if we don't show up for any reason and they do. And that, that team has an offense. If I don't have Josh Allen on my team and you're asking me, well, what young quarterback do you want for your team? I'm going Justin Herbert 10 times out of 10. That kid is, I like, I like um, Joe Burrow. I like, you know, there's a, a bunch of young guys that I like, but Herbert is like, he's lights out. So, you know, they, they, um, I think they're a real threat. I'm not, I'm not scared of Cleveland. I know, um, Odell Beckham Jr. was just traded, and it seems like Baker Mayfield has a better performance every time he doesn't have Odell Beckham on on the field. So, so maybe the offense looks a lot better. I don't know, but um, I'm not I'm not worried about them at all because. Th- so the thing for me is it, one of the things that people don't mention when they talk about Baker Mayfield when we talk about how the Cleveland Browns are winners and they're better. If the running attack doesn't get you 100 yards on the ground in Cleveland, he doesn't win. And that's with or without Odell Beckham Jr. So, yeah, he's better without Odell Beckham Jr. But guess what? The run game is always good. And without those two guys, Baker Mayfield isn't good. So I'm not scared of that because in the playoffs, I'm not I'm not worried about with this defense that we have. I'm not worried about um, Baker. Like I'm not worried about Baker. Baltimore just took an L to Miami last night. So I'm definitely not worried about. about that. But I guess they could say, well, you took an L to Jacksonville. Completely different. Yeah, we've handled Baltimore. We've handled Baltimore in the past. Yeah, though. so I'm not worried about Baltimore. Um, and then um, just just everywhere else. Again, uh, Kansas City is still too early for me to write them off. And you know, you get in the playoffs, and you're in the playoffs. So you know, you got Patrick Mahomes. So that that they're a team that concerns me once the playoffs hit. But I still, honest to God, man, and I don't know if this is the fan of me or not, or if this is what I watch because every week I really do see that we have the ability to be the most dominant team in football. We just haven't quite put it together yet. I, I I'm not worried. I really think the buff, I think this is the season that the Buffalo bills make it all the way to the final week of the year. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, is I'm watching it kind of unfold and you, you see these things kind of happen, right. Where we take this terrible loss. And then like you just mentioned, you know, Baltimore now takes, what most people should call a terrible loss. I mean, to the dolphins, right. I mean, that's a two win football team now, three win football team, you know, but like the AFC, as I'm looking at it, this defense is playing so good. It hasn't dropped off. It really hasn't dropped off since the end of last season, minus the AFC championship game where they got handled a little bit. They were playing like this, you know, it's just even better now. Um, You know, so I do agree with you in that aspect that it, I'm concerned with Tennessee a little bit just because we can't seem to figure out how to beat them anymore. Like all we could ever do is beat them. And then now every time we play them, we like, we like play this completely different style of game where we're like, no, play the way they want to play. And it's like, well, the thing with Tennessee is though, it'll be different now without Henry. I don't like, I don't like Tannehill. So maybe it's a personal thing where I just don't think he's good. And, And you just mentioned Henry. I think the thing is they play a physical brand of football that nobody's used to. And the bills absolutely aren't used to. And we got punched. And the thing is, Henry's not there. And as much as I love Adrian Peterson for all the Hall of Fame things that he's done over his career, he's no longer Adrian Peterson. You know, so I don't I don't anticipate somebody running. He's not getting a 75 yard touchdown on us. He's not uh, stiff arming guys out of the field of play. So I'm not worried about about the Titans at this point. Their defense is good. They have a good team. So I don't I don't want to underestimate them. But I, I think we see them again. It's a different ball game. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. It's going to be and Julio hasn't looked good there uh, so far with them. You know, it's been up and down for them. So I agree with that. And it is going to to me 
like I know we've been pushing all off season. Like we got to be the number one seed. We got to have this at home. I I don't know that that matters at this point. Actually, I, I almost feel like we might be better off just going on the road and trying to do it dirty style instead of putting all the pressure to do it at home. But I still do absolutely believe that this is the team that this is a contender for the title this mm-hmm. year. You know, if we can keep the offensive line healthy and keep some guys together for three, four, five weeks, uh, that would be incredible. Um, you know, but. I do still agree a hundred percent. And I, 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 for me, I'm waiting for the Raiders to like fall off. Like, I just feel like they have to, I was, like, was going to mention the Raiders. Point, right? the thing like, is, yeah. They're playing good. Derek Carr looks good. The thing is, it just seems like every single week there's something with the Raiders. So, you know, going back to the coach firing to now their wide receiver, wait, one guy, I don't even know who it was now. Cause there's so many stories, but one of their players, um, released videos with guns and stuff. He got cut. You talk about um, Henry Ruggs that, you know, the unfortunate situation, I'm, I'm still prayers go out to the family, uh, you know, of the young person that lost their life. But, you know, you have that situation. Then you have, it's just all, every single week, there's a story. And I just feel like by the end of the season, um, their number one right receiver is going to be Zay Jones. And I don't, I don't see him being good at all. So, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I agree, and I and I only feel like Denver's defense can hold on for so long, and eventually, that it's it's not going to be enough. So, in like you mentioned, Mahomes, I've been down on the Chiefs all before the offseason and everything like that. I felt like that was time for them to come down off off of what they were doing. I mean, Andy Reid's done this in the past where he's built championship contenders and just never really can, been able to continually get them there. That's why he's still not the Philadelphia Eagles head coach. I mean, we we kind of have to remember that too. So, but dude, I. Either way, I think that the Buffalo Bills have two probably really challenging games the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, New England, we're going to see now. I mean, they're, they've got a good defense. I think we knew they would have a good defense, um, but hopefully our defense is just going to be suffocating the rest of the way. So I feel like Tampa Bay, and I'm a little nervous about the Colts um, because they, they, I think they can kind of do give us a little bit, you know, some of the stuff that we're not that great at. Um, so I'm a little concerned with them, but is there anybody else you're worried about this year? I'm not worried about the Colts only because of Carson Wentz. Um, Jonathan Taylor is that dude. Jonathan Taylor is a stud. And um, if 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 Christian McCaffrey was 100 percent healthy, I would still say he's the best running back in the league. But right now, with just the way things have been going and now Derek Henry's out and Dalvin Cook might not. I don't know what's going to happen with him. I think Jonathan Taylor is the best back in the league right now. And that guy, I'm going to just tell you. That's the that's the part I'm nervous about. But quarterback play out there, not even not even kind of concerned. So coming out to AFC, I really again, I believe and I still think we can get the number one. I think we can win the conference. I don't think it's one of those things where it's like we took three losses and all of a sudden we're so bad. There's no other team in the AFC right now that has um, like it's not like a one victory team. There's not like, you know, there's no undefeated AFC teams. So we just got to buckle down. We still have the softest schedule in the league. You know, so according to what they say, the strength of schedule is uh, we should we should absolutely do it. The, the thing that I'm worried about is who we're going to face coming out the NFC. That That's my concern. So I'm looking at and I don't want to overlook guys. I know they always say you got to play every week and you can't, you know, is it going to be Tampa? Because to me, Tampa scares me, not because of Tom Brady, but because when you look at their roster, you have Antonio Brown as their third receiver. When you look at um, they have two guys in the backfield that could start on other teams like both of those, you give me any one of those running backs that's down there in Tampa and they start over both the guys that we have in Buffalo. Yeah, probably. So it, it's just, it's concerning when you have Mike Evans, you got, you know, uh, Godwin, you got like, it, they just have the team. And so, so they're a bit concerning. 
the Rams, man. Shout out to my guy Odell Beckham Jr. Again, we talked about a little bit earlier with the Browns, but I mean, can you can you put together a better Von Miller's out there now? You know, like they just they're they're going all in. That's a team that would concern me because they have just as good of a defense, and Matt Stafford might be the MVP this year. He very well might be the MVP this year. Yeah, no, I like that. Uh, Stafford, I felt, was going to have a great season, and he's doing that. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. he stays healthy here. He's been getting nicked yeah. up a little bit here towards the end. I hope he doesn't get a good season derailed because he deserves to have a good year after everything that he went through with the Detroit Lions. So I, I 100% agree with that. And it's when I started the season, I felt like the AFC was definitely more dominant, but you knew that the team that came out of the NFC was going to be really, really mm-hmm. good. Right. Because it's oh, there's not many of them over there that are really, really good. But you knew whoever came out of there was going to actually be a really good football team. So it's going to be exciting to see. I'm pumped for the playoffs already. Just like I want I don't want to skip the rest of the season, but I feel like the NFL playoffs this year are just going to be like so much fun every game, every week, because it seems like the parody of the NFL is kind of really really kind of being on display this season, especially in the AFC. But before we head out of here, man, I know you're up to a ton of different things. You got like 35 different shows you do every <laughs> week, whatever it is nowadays. Uh, but you got anything you want to shout out before we get out of here? Uh, yeah. If, so just everybody, if you, if everybody um, is, is not already following, if you're not following Buffalo rumblings, go ahead and follow my team over there. Um, on Wednesday nights, I do the hump day hotline with Joe Miller Saturdays. I do the chop up with, uh, actually, I have a really, really, really cool panel there. It's um, Sterling Furrow from Cover One. It's like a cross-network event that we do every weekend. So Sterling uh, from Cover One, Kristen Kimmick from the Bills Mafia Babes, and also um, Angelina White from the Babes as well. And and that one is so much fun. And then the Code of Conduct every week, I, I typically try to have an interview uh, with somebody who can bring some good insight to the game. I think this week coming up, I'm not sure, but I think it's either going to be Ashley Petty or I'm going to reschedule Carlos Williams Sr. So either way, but but check us out, man. And and thank you again for having me, man. I, I can't I can't thank you enough for even wanting to do this with me. Oh, absolutely, man. It was a blast having you on. And if you guys, I'm pretty sure everybody that's listening to me is already following Buffalo Rumblings. But if you're not, you better be. I mean, we're going to hopefully do another one a little later in the season where we can get the whole hump day team yeah. uh, together. So we can get Joe Miller on here as well, because I know he was too cool for us yeah, this week man. hanging out who, in Mexico or whatever. Um, yeah, I was like, hey, Joe, it's the only week I can have you on. And he was like, hey, man, I'm going to Mexico. Sorry. And I was like, oh, I guess I see where yeah, I left rank. me hanging too, <laughs> man. Yeah, he's like, no, Spence will take care of it. Don't worry about it, man. <laughs> so, but no, well, I really appreciate you coming on, man. I love your insight. I love listening to you guys. You guys do have a great thing going on over there, Buffalo Rumbling. So if you guys should be following along and make sure you're checking out everything they're doing offline too, because Joe's a great guy offline too, always trying to help out and do things, you know, in the Buffalo community as well as Spence when he's back home and, uh, you know, doing all that too. So absolutely make sure you're following them and thank you everybody for listening in obviously uh, you know i wouldn't be doing this if there wasn't people listening so thank you very much for coming back hopefully you enjoy uh, spence's knowledge today because you should um but besides that uh, make sure you guys are heading over to buffalolowdown.com too and following uh, brandon and aaron and all the work that those guys are up to over there as part of the fan-sided network and then of course everything i'm up to you guys can find it at buffalonerd.com and how do we do it at the end of everything go bills Who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.